Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for the NCC podcast. God is doing so many great things in our community, and I trust that he's doing great things in your life as well. And I trust that God is going to speak to you through this message. Well, I am so excited about today, and I'm excited for many, many, many reasons. Um, But one of the reasons I'm excited is because today we get to celebrate with you something that I think is important for our whole community, and that is that we've actually published our very first book, and it is called House Habits. It's here. And um, for those of you who are new to our community, um, we want to give you kind of an overview today um, of the way that, that House Habits works into our community. But, but, but let me just say this, is that the habits that are talked about in this book really have come from the last 10 years of us building a community together of us being together, of us of building a community together, and, and with the people that have come through. You know, being, um, being a very, very heavily military community, we've had so many people come through and be a part of our story and be a part of the church for a season, and then they go to their next assignment or, or they get transferred with their corporation or whatever it is. And it's been so much fun with this book launch because we've had people literally from around the country um, Um, and around the world reach out to us and say, hey, those habits help transform my life. Those habits help transform my family, and they're continuing to make an impact on us today. And so um, I'm just just excited. I really am. I feel like it's a, a wonderful moment for us to put into words what you and I are striving to live out every single day, this mission-based living, right? Because at North Point Community Church, we have a mission, don't we? Yes. And that mission is? Creating Christ-centered, culture-changing community. And so we're here, and, and we're trying to live on mission together, right? We are living on mission together. And these habits are, are part of what guide us and help us to actually take that mission and push it, pull it, prod it, whatever you want to say, yeah. right, into our everyday Because it's one thing to say the mission, right? It's something else to live it, right? Some of you jumped in on this mission-based living thing, and your life is not the same anymore, right? You're you're experiencing more inconvenience than you have ever experienced (laughs) because you're living on mission, because you're choosing to go out of your way to build the kingdom of God and to see heaven come to earth one life at a time, one moment at a time. So I'm so excited about getting to share um, today a, a little bit of this and a little bit of our journey, and um, it's just going to be great. You know, I think one of the things that's been cool through the journey of writing the book is that Dust and I kind of went back and like kind of looked through uh, our notes from here at North Point leadership meetings and and some of the things that we saw in the very beginning uh, from our very first leadership meeting 2013 our very first leadership meeting we did not have these like all clearly defined and all laid out perfectly but what you started to see was like 
there was this idea forming. There was this thing coming together. Uh, it was in process. And I think that that should speak to each and every one of us uh, because the thing that you were wanting in your life, uh, it doesn't just happen overnight, right? It's in process, yeah. right? We didn't start with 12 perfectly defined house habits. We didn't start with a clearly defined uh, mission, so to speak, in terms of creating Christ-centered culture-changing community. We didn't start with all of those things. They, they really began to take form and take shape. And so maybe there's some things in your life that you are desiring to see, but they're not there yet. That's okay. Just keep moving in the right direction. Yeah. Just stay in the process because there really is a process to progress. And, and so I just want this, this whole day to really be encouraging to you because, I mean, just writing this book, we, we started this five years ago. That's a lot of days, people. <laughs> I mean, you, you go ahead and put that. I mean, that's, we're, we're getting close to 2,000 days that we spent. And, and, uh, and so we started on it, and then we said, and then we come back to it, and then we started on it. And this book was a process, but the journey to create the book was a process, and it's the same in your life. The journey to create the life that you want to live, to be the husband that you want to be, the spouse that you want to be, the, uh, the, the, the mom that you want to be, the leader that you want to be, whatever that is, it is a journey and it is a process. And if you will just stay in the process, you will experience the progress that, uh, that will come into your life. And so I, I hope that today, just the, the overall idea of the day is that you would leave encouraged. And, you know, Destin, when we really break it down, the, the purpose of this book, it's really the purpose of our lives, right? Uh, the purpose of this book is is the purpose of the lives that we have tried to live over the last 20 plus years of our life. And, and that is to, to help individuals live a life of mission and purpose. Uh, now, ultimately, that's that's knowing God, right? That that that's loving others, that's serving Him, that's fulfilling His purpose. That that's what we want to do. We we want to help individuals to live a life of purpose, to live a life of mission. And if we are going to do that, we know there's a few things that have to happen. Is that you have to be equipped with with healthy, productive mindsets. And, and you have to have some intentional habits in your life because if our mind is not right and our habits are not right, then we are not going to be able to live that life of ultimate purpose and fulfillment. And so that is, that is the heartbeat of this book is that we just want to help people live their purpose. We want to help people live a life of mission uh, and that life that God created them for. That is really the goal of this book, and it's really the goal of, of our lives. It really is. And, you know, this is the thing, is that you're going to give your life for something, right? You're going to give your life for something. You're giving your life for something right now, day by day, moment by moment, choice by choice. And you can do it on purpose, or you can do it on accident. And if you do it on purpose, you can do it for yourself, or you can do it for something that's bigger than yourself. I was talking to a friend of ours who's, who's very close to us, actually, and um, I said, well, what are you excited about? Like, what's, what's going on in your life? And they were like, we're excited about retirement. Now, that's cool. Like, shout out to Dr. D's. Retirement's awesome. It is, right? 
Like, retire, that's fine, but they're 35. And they're like, we're just figuring out where we want to end up, and then we're putting all our effort into getting there. Also, I understand, but there's a lot of days in between now and then. Do you hear what I'm saying? There has to be more than working as hard as you possibly can be so that you can quit your job and do something else. There has to be more to life. There has to be more to our existence. There has to be more than just getting ahead of the next guy. There has to be more than just playing the world's game of saying that my value comes down to what's in my bank account or how much fun I've had. There has to be more. And the gospel is about saying, hey, here's hope because there is more. And it's not just hope for the drug addict. And it's not just hope for the person whose life is in shambles. It's hope for the one who is at the very top of society, who has everything. Because even when you have everything, if you don't have Jesus, what we believe is you have nothing. Because what's it all for? What's it all for? Now, I believe, I believe in working at your craft. I want you to be the best that you can be. I want to be the best that I can be. But there has to be a bigger purpose to our lives. And when we think about what we're excited about, when we think about what we're heading towards, there needs to be a a different angle just because we are Christ followers. And, you know, and Destiny, that, that's why this year, right, this, this year to advance, right, that's what we've said, 2022 here at North Point, it's our year to advance. What does that mean? To move forward in a purposeful way. It's to move forward on purpose with purpose. That is the year that we are in right now. And we say, what do we want to advance into? We want to advance into abundance. We want to advance into the more that God has for us. And, and Jesus made it very clear in John chapter 10, verse 10. We've been talking about it all here long. Jesus said, this is the reason that I have come, that you might have life, that you might have it to the full in abundance until it overflows. That is the life that God said was possible for each and every one of us in this room. That's not the life for the preacher and the missionary. That's the life for every Christ follower. Every Christ follower can live a life of purpose. You can advance into this life that God said was possible, that you could be full and overflowing with peace and joy and Holy Spirit power in your life. But if we are going to advance into this life, if we're going to experience this more that God has for us, right, it's going to take us making sure that our mind really is renewed that we begin to think and see things differently in our life. And not just that, but that we begin to develop some habits that make that life possible. Because just, just because Jesus said it was possible doesn't mean that we will have it. The abundant life is not automatic. Eternal life is through faith. When you believe in Jesus and you put your faith, trust in him, eternity is yours. The abundant life is going to be determined do you let heaven into you? Not do you get into heaven when it's over, but do you let heaven get into you today? 
And as we begin to process through that, we can begin to really live this life. And that's going to require us creating some some healthy, intentional habits in our life. But before we get to the habits, we have to talk about the thing that inspires those habits, right? And that's our, our mission. Because if you just develop some good life habits, but you don't understand the why, You're not driven by a mission. Listen, the habits will become burdensome. The habits will become too much. The habits will be asking you to do things that you don't want to do when you don't want to do them, and you'll just come to the end of your rope and say, I am done with this. But whenever you have a mission, a mission from God, it is that mission that keeps you in the game. It's that mission that keeps you inspired. It's that mission that keeps you motivated. It's that mission that keeps you resilient and getting back up again. It's that mission that says today is not the day to quit. It's that mission that keeps propelling you forward. It is that mission, and if all we have is habits without mission, it's not going to last. Our habits have to come from a mission, and that mission is the motor of what really moves us forward. Absolutely. You know, if we look at it biblically, because you might say, what's all this talk about mission? But if you look at it biblically, um, God's mission is God's idea, because he sent Jesus to the earth with a mission. And you can go even further back. When, when God created humanity, he gave humanity a, a mission, um, which, by the way, we did really good at because we have five kids. hey just saying <laughs> the mission was fruitful and multiply, if, for those of you who didn't know. But anyway, but Jesus had a mission when he came to this earth. Yeah. He had a mission. And then Jesus gave us a mission, Right? Jesus gave us a mission, and you can see it several different places in the Bible, but one of the places is Matthew 28, and it says this. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. His instructions were simple. Go and make disciples. Teach them to obey what I've commanded. And then he says, by the way, you're not going alone, just like we talked about earlier. I am with you. And as Christ followers, remember, he didn't give this to, like, a group of monks who had, like, decided to be his, you know, like, Christ follower group. He just gave this to ordinary people, fishermen, tax collectors, women. All of these different things, right? That he just gave he just gave this mission to them. And so it was a mission that wasn't meant to be fulfilled by just a professional clergy. It was meant to be fulfilled by all of us. It was meant to be part of our daily lives, part of our daily choices. Our mission is to be a disciple and to make disciples, right? to be a disciple, and to make disciples. By the way, do you know one of the best ways to become a better disciple? It is to work on making disciples, right? Because if you get on that path of really living out that commission, that great commission of going to the world and make disciples, right? Help people, like do that. You will find that God has to do a lot more work on you than you thought, 
a lot more work on you than you thought. And at North Point, our mission, it, it comes from this mission. Absolutely. And, and so that's why we say it every Sunday, right? We, it's just our paraphrase, right, of creating Christ-centered culture-changing community. That, that's just our way of saying the Great Commission, of putting it into action here for our community. But it is this sense of mission, as we said, that, that really drives us. And I, I love this quote from Zig Ziglar that says this, outstanding people have one thing in common, an absolute sense of mission. Okay, outstanding people have this one thing in common. I would say people who do outstanding things have this one thing in common. So whenever you look about the people that Jesus gave this mission to, they were ordinary people who did something outstanding. <laughs> As Destiny said, they were just fishermen. They were just ordinary people with ordinary jobs doing ordinary things, but they got a hold of a supernatural mission and they began to do outstanding things. They took the gospel. We are here today because a group of people 2,000 years ago took a mission so seriously that they were willing to give their life for it so that other people might have this good news. And throughout history, that's how the good news has advanced all over the world. People doing outstanding things, having this sense of mission that propelled them forward in life. And so this is what we believe. We believe if we are going to live a life of mission, we have to be Christ-centered. Christ is at the center of it all. Our life revolves around him. We live Christ-centered, but we are also culture changers. We are not culture acceptors. We do not accept the narrative of culture. We do not accept the limitation of culture. We do not accept the behavior and the customs of culture. No, we are culture changers. We are culture effectors, not culture acceptors. And then we also believe that we have to do life in community. We cannot do this kingdom life alone. We do not do it in isolation. We believe this is what it takes to live a life of mission. And so whenever we take this mission that Jesus came to give us, and we begin to take that seriously. We put him at the center. We know that he is with us. We do life with the body of Christ, and we say together, we are going to affect culture. Every room that we walk in is going to be impacted because we walked into it. Because we did not accept the environment of the room. Why? Because I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to be salt of the earth. I'm on a mission to be the light of the world. So every room I walk into, I affect everything around me. Why? Because <laughs> Jesus has sent me into that room, and I'm going as a kingdom representative. And when I walk in that room, I'm walking in that room on mission. I'm going to work tomorrow on mission. I'm showing up at that coffee with my friend on mission. Listen, the mission never stops. We don't show up on Sunday for a mission. No, no, no. We live this mission. That's in right. every single season of life, we live the mission. It's an all-day, everyday mission. And we live that mission by understanding that it is Christ that sent us on the mission, but it's also Christ that's fueling us in the mission. Absolutely. And, and can we be real? Creating is hard work. Yep. Right? I mean, creating is just, it's just hard work, and it's perpetual. Um, it's it's not like you just you just create once. Those of you who have to deal with small children know that you don't just create a great environment for them once. You create a great environment and then they destroy it. <laughs> and then you recreate it and they destroy it again, right? And that's like the cycle of your life. 
Like you start to, I, anyway, do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> A little too much. All right. But creating's real. Creating's hard. Creating this book was really hard. Any of you who've written a book or who have made a project or have made a business, have created a business, or who have, it's hard. You, you start over many, many times. I wrote that book three times before we got it right. Seriously, three full times. Wrote it, mm, not right. Wrote it, mm, still not right. Wrote it again. And you go, well, is that wasted effort? No, because while I was creating, there were things that were being created within me. That process was processing me. And so that's why it's worth it. It's worth it to go through the hard, difficult, the difficult work of creating. And sometimes we have all these excuses of why we can't go on mission. Jesus tells a story, you know, in the Bible about that. You know, he, he says to his followers, um, he says, come and follow me. And they come up with these excuses. One of them's is like, you know, well, I just got married. One of them's like, ah, I have like, you know, some new stuff to deal with. One of them's like, ah, you know, actually I need to go bury my parent. You know, all of these different things. And they all sound like really good excuses to me. And Jesus is like, no. No, because hear me, there is never a good time to do what God has called you to do. There is never a convenient time to start living on mission. There is never the perfect time to begin teaching your children the word of God. There is never a good time to start praying and reading your Bible. There is never a time that makes sense for you to start serving at church. There is never a time that really works out well for you to join a group. There is never a convenient time to go on a mission trip ever, ever. There's not. It was not a good time for us to write a book. I, I, I've had like two children in between then. Two full pregnancies, birth two babies. We went through a pandemic as the world and got to pastor through all of that. That was fun. <laughs> There's never a good time. Do you hear me? But this is the thing the world needs what God's called you to create. Your family needs what. God's called you to create. Your future needs you today to decide that even though it's difficult and even though it's inconvenient, that you're going to start down that journey of creation. And it may take longer than you wanted it to, and it may be more difficult than you wanted it to be. But if you will stick with it, not only will you create things that can bless other people, but you will be blessed and changed and transformed by the process itself. Which which means that mission requires discipline. That's right. Right. There, there, there's there's no other way to get into the mission than through discipline. Right. Because we, we could say that without execution, right, then then a mission or a vision is just a dream. Yeah. Right. There's there's a lot of people have had a lot of great ideas. Yeah. Right. A lot of good business ideas. A lot of good things that hey, you know what? We should start doing this as a family. Right? There's, a, there's a lot of good ideas. Uh, ideas are plenty, but here's what we know. Execution is rare. 
Why? Because execution requires daily discipline. And let's just be honest, daily discipline is hard. (laughs) If daily discipline was easy, then there would be more execution. But we know that that's not true. But here, here is the reality. Jesus has called us to be disciples. The word disciple and the word discipline, they come from the exact same root word, meaning that you cannot, you cannot separate discipline from discipleship. If you want to be the disciple that Jesus has called you to be, then there must be a level of discipline in your life. Why? Because Jesus knows you cannot fulfill the mission without it. And the mission is vitally important. So what do I need you to be? I need you to be a disciple living with discipline so that this mission can be brought into the earth. And so we understand that. And and, and discipline is hard, hard work, which then that can be, golly, that's a little discouraging, right, when we think about the, the difficulty or the challenge of, of discipline in our lives. But that's why we need a mission. You need the mission for the struggle with discipline, <laughs> Because I need something that gives me a very clear picture of what God is calling me to so that whenever I get discouraged and I get distracted and I get detoured along the way, I'm going to say, no, wait a minute, the mission is more important than all the, I've got to get back up. I've got to get back in the game. I've got to keep moving forward because this mission that God has called me to is more important than anything else. Therefore, I've got to have the discipline required to get back up and do what needs to do so I can keep moving forward. And that's what, that's actually what we've been talking about the last few weeks in our last series, 4.13. Philippians 4.13, where the Apostle Paul writes and says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Jesus has called us to be disciples. He has called us to go. He has called us to make disciples. But then he wants us to know, I am with you, and not only am I with you, I am also empowering you. I am giving you everything that you need to live this life of discipline so that my mission can be accomplished in your life. There's a great story in the book that Simon Sinek wrote, uh, Start With Why. And, and we have to know our why. So why the mission is so important. He tells the story of a, of a person who was walking past this building that was being built. And he, he saw these two workers working on the building, and they were working in completely different ways. And the, the, the job that they were doing was completely different. And so he was intrigued by it. And he, he walks up, and he asks the first guy, and he says, excuse me, sir, what are you doing? And, and the guy said, well, isn't it obvious to you? I am putting brick on top of brick, just hoping that I can make enough food to pay, uh, to, to feed my family, right? And he goes to the next guy, and he says, excuse me, sir, what are you doing? And that guy said, I am building the most beautiful cathedral ever built for Almighty God. And you see, we have to understand that while we are doing what we're doing makes a huge difference how we are doing what we are doing. When you understand the why, it's not just brick upon brick. It's not just going to a job to be able to hope to make enough money to be able to feed your family. No, no, no. It is so much bigger than that. We are building the kingdom of God on the earth every single day. And when you do your part in the insurance, in your insurance company, and and you do your part in the classroom, and, and you do your part in your industry, and we do our part here, and everybody does their part, 
part, we are building this beautiful thing known as the kingdom of God on the earth, but it doesn't happen whenever you think, well, my job's not significant, and I'm just trying to get by, and I'm just trying to make ends meet. No, God has called us to a bigger mission, and if we don't understand the why, the process will kill us. We have to understand the why and understand the vitally, the, how vital, important the mission really is. That's absolutely right. And when we think about that, when we think about like our mission, I don't know about you. I, I go, okay, well, how are we going to accomplish that? <laughs> right? You know, I think about the mission. For me as a parent, this is a really big deal right now. Now, you may not be in a parenting season, but you have things that you can analogize to this, okay? So teaching my children God's principles is a really big deal in my life right now. That's one of my, my missions underneath my mission, right? It's like, I, that's, I, I need to do that. That's important. And, and I know I need to do that because I need to put the why into their life. But what I have found is that without rhythms, without habits, that's never going to happen. I can say it all day long, but unless I put it into practice, right, then it's not going to happen. And when you take your mission and you start to put concrete steps to it in a consistent way, what you're doing is you're creating habits. You're creating habits that will help carry you through whatever season, whatever goal that you're in currently. And so one thing we have to understand is that habits are a foundation for our life. Habits are a foundation for our life. It's the way that, that we build our life. Your, your personal health, absent some kind of like disease, your personal health has a ton to do with your daily habits. It does. It has a lot to do with my daily habits. The way that you think has a lot to do with your daily habits habits. They're foundational. They shape the way we interact with the world. They shape the way that we, we, we do things in the world. They shape so much of what we do in the world. And if we don't understand that our habits are foundational, then we won't take them as seriously as they need to be taken. Instead, we'll talk about mission, but then we'll wonder why it never happens, right? We'll talk about where we want to go, but wonder why we did not get there. Habits are where the rubber meets the road. It's where we say, you know what, I want to take this thing that, that I want, and I really want to bring it into my life. And Jesus talked about the, the importance of, of having that foundation, right? He tells a, tells a story about the person who built their house on the sand versus the person who built their house on the rock, right? And then the, the storm came, and whenever the storm came, the person who built their house with, without a good foundation, the house was completely destroyed. But the person that built their house on the rock, it was able to withstand the storm. And, and those habits in our life, they, they create a firmer foundation for us so that whenever the challenges of life come, the challenges and the adversity of life doesn't take us out because we have built these daily habits uh, uh, in our in our lives. And you know, I, I think one truth for us is that is that we will never outgrow our habits, right? 
you, you, never outgrow, you never outgrow the fundamentals. The fundamentals are always the fundamentals. It doesn't matter if you're playing freshman football at Airline High School or you're playing, uh, you're playing for the New England Patriots. It doesn't matter. The fundamentals of the game are always the fundamentals of the game. You never outgrow the fundamentals. And so, therefore, you're never going to outgrow healthy habits. They are going to be the foundation that you are going to build your Christian life on all the days of your life. And and if you can develop daily habits of success, then guess what? You will make daily success a habit. If you can build kingdom principles into your life every day, then you are going to have success on this mission and on this journey that God is calling us to. And so habits are foundational, but here's the, the second thing is that habits are intentional. Habits are intentional. As Destiny said earlier, your habits are either being created, okay, by design or by default. It's by design. Either you are intentionally creating good habits or habits are being created and it might not be what you want. Because whether, you, whether you're creating them on purpose or not, habits are still being created. Why? Because we are creatures of habit. And so we're going to do what we've done. And either that can be intentionally or it can be accidentally, but no matter what, it's happening. Now, we don't want to create a life by default because that life by default is not going to be the life that we want. We have to create a life by design. That's why we say habits must be intentional. And, and often, oftentimes, it's not the bad intentions, but actually the lack of intention that calls us to miss out on the benefits of living a life by design. It's not that I had a bad intention for my life, a bad intention for my family. No, no, no. It's not a bad intention. It's just a lack of intention. Right. I wasn't intentional about creating the habits, and now I'm left with a life that I really didn't want. And at the end of the day, our habits are, are really a reflection of our daily choices. If you're wondering, like, well, what are my habits right now? You just look to what are your, what are your daily choices? If the choices that you're making right now on a daily basis don't line up with what you really want, guess what? You have to get more intentional about the habits that you need in your life because my choices reflect my habits. And, and, and we'll kind of wrap up with this thought here is that habits, yes, they are foundational. Habits, good habits, they must be intentional. But the reason that we need those habits is because habits really are transformational. They absolutely are. Um, we'll ask the um pianist to come <laughs> sorry that's an ongoing joke between philip and i i say pianist i said what the heck is a pianist i've never even heard is that king james i mean i don't know where is that found i don't know where that i don't know where that came from pianist pray for me all right so have been looking for a piano on our stage all these years i've never seen one a it's a keyboard though. do i need to explain it <laughs> a keyboardist you want me to say keyboardist just say let the music come <laughs> and while you're laughing just know that destiny didn't say one single thing that was on our notes today let me just say that okay continue on continue habits habits are transformational they really are. They really are. They're the can-do of life. Because they have nothing to do with your skill. They don't have anything to do with your education level. They don't have anything to do with any of those things. 
They don't have to do with how well your parents did or didn't do. You can create habits no matter where you are in your life. No matter where you are. You can do it. And you can use, you can leverage those habits to change anything you want about your life. That's crazy. But when we talk about, when we talk about adopting habits that come straight from the Bible, habits like we live on, we don't quit. We've already pre-decided we live on. We don't quit. It was hard, but you didn't quit. We love big. We don't love small. We've already decided we love big. Because Jesus loved us big. That we protect unity. (laughs) That one's harder. That one's harder than when we wrote it 10 years ago. But that's who we've decided to be. And that's why in this house, we're willing to put aside the things that divide us and to concentrate on the one thing that really matters in life, and that's Jesus Christ. It's, it's because we've decided that we're going to protect unity. And so that drives the way that we talk, and that drives the things that we bring up, that we honor consistently, that we really honor each other consistently. It, it's these habits that we lean in, that we grow intentionally, that we embrace discipline, that we practice honesty. Oh my word, that's hard. Oh, and that we start by practicing honesty with ourselves, which is the hardest thing that you will ever do in life. And then that we, we lead out, that we're willing to go first. Even when it's difficult, we give generously. Man, mm, you guys, you're just people who give generously. That's why we feed 300 kids every weekend. That's why we have this, this, this mission of making teachers in Bossier Parish into heroes and restoring dignity to kids one at a time. Adopting schools, what's that all about? It's about giving generously to our community because God has given generously to us. And we cheer enthusiastically. We are not golf clap people. (laughs) Hey, you know what? That one habit could transform your home. If you would just cheer enthusiastically for your roommate, for your spouse, for your kids, for your sister, if you'd stop minimizing their accomplishments and just getting just unrealistically excited about their progress, what if we did it? What if we just made that a habit? That when people tell us about their promotion, our first thought wasn't about us, but it was about how excited we are for them. We just cheer enthusiastically. And then at the end of the day, when we've done all we can to stand, we've already pre-decided that culture and difficulty and sickness and trouble 
and criticism and anything else that can be thrown at us isn't going to knock us off mission because North Point Community Church has made a decision. We have a habit that at the end of the day, we stay on mission because our mission matters. And it, come on somebody. Stand with me. This is the crazy thing about the Jesus way. Is the first thing that he changes. After you give your life to him, after he brings you from from death to life, the first thing he changes, the first thing he tells you to do is get your eyes up. Get your head up. Stop just looking at your stuff and your issues. Guys, he tells his followers who are facing real problems. They're in a time in history where eating was one of the main challenges of the day for a lot of people. They're in a time of history where one bad crop could wipe out hundreds of people. They're they're in a time of history where they are an oppressed minority in their own country. They're facing Rome. They're facing the, the establishment, the religious establishment. And they have to walk everywhere. And he doesn't give them like a recipe for better bread or a way to break out of their current political impasse or the right words to say to the religious people. He doesn't tell them how to deal with just what's going on in front of them. The first thing he tells them is, hey, I want you, yeah, you, to go into the whole world, and I want you to take it over, and I'm going to put a mission before you that's bigger than anything that you could ever imagine. What is he saying? He's saying, get your eyes up. Because I'm a God that's bigger than what you're facing. And I want to encourage you because what you're asking for is, I can do that, but I can do more. Get your eyes up. Do you know when you have the right perspective, then you can put into perspective what's going on in your life. And that's what this book's about, but that is what we're about is every Sunday I walk in here and I get my eyes up. I get a reset where I go, that's right. That's who he is. That's what he wants from me. I'm going to live on mission today. And even though I'm going back in the weeds, I'm going to remember the vision from the mountaintop. I don't know about you, but I'm ready. I want to live on mission the rest of my life. If that's you too, Can you just put your hands up and I'm going to pray for you. God, we just surrender to you right now. We want to live on mission. We want to live on mission.
We want to see your heaven come into this earth. God, we want to live the way you live, the way that you loved everybody, the way that you gave us a way forward where we could love every single person, where we could care for them. God, I pray that we would be people who would make disciples by becoming disciples. Lord, let these not just be words that we say or we write, but let them be the way that we live. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you don't know this Jesus that I'm talking about, I want you to know that he wants to know you. He wants to know you. You say, Destiny, well, a long time ago I signed a card. I was a part of a church. Maybe you've even been a part of this church, but you say, I don't know that Jesus and I wanna know that Jesus. I want him to be my Lord and my savior. If that's you, will you just raise your hand just wherever you are? I see you, see you. I see you, let's pray, let's pray. I want everybody to repeat this prayer. Lord, I need you. I wanna know you. I wanna know you for real. Be my Lord, be my savior. Help me to live on mission every single day. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and share our podcast. For more content from NCC and how to get connected, visit ncc.team.